This week on Dueling Review, it is Beta Ray Bill number one from Marvel Comics. The second most famous wielder of Mjolnir, the right-hand man to the God of Thunder, and now a warrior without his best weapon. Beta Ray Bill is tired of playing second fiddle to Thor, and with Bill's famous hammer Stormbreaker recently destroyed by the all-new All-Father's Hands, tensions are higher than ever. The Corbinite must strike out in search of a new weapon and a new destiny, assuming he can first defeat a nullified Fing Fang Foom. Anyway, let us talk about Beta Ray Bill number one. It's a comic book. It certainly is a comic book. It is indeed. And it features comic characters. One of them is Beta Ray Bill, who's going to get it on with uh, Sif until Sif is like, oh, you're stuck as a horse face guy? This is awkward. And he's like, yeah, I guess we can't have sex. And she's like, uh, yeah, I guess not. You kind of ruin the mood when you can't shapeshift back. I. Uh... And also, Fing Fang Foom is here for some reason. Fin Fang Foom has been possessed by Kanal, the god of the symbiotes, and has been sent to attack Asgard as part of the King in Black crossover. That's why you'll notice Fin Fang Foom, fin Fang Foom is actually uh, grayish black in this issue, where he's yeah. normally greeny McGreen. Yeah. Yeah, he's got a symbiote on him. So here's the gist. Uh, we pretty much have covered the entire series, the entire really issue have, for yeah. you guys. This is a one shot, I think. Uh, no, this here is, is ongoing. Here is Beta Ray Bill, who is um, sad because he doesn't have Stormbreaker, and he doesn't like that Thor's always stepping on his action and taking all of the uh, the glory. And uh, Fin Fang Foom is attacking, and so even though this is an oversized issue, most of this issue is devoted to the to the fighting. And then there's a little a brief romantic interlude that gets uh, ruined, and then Beta Ray Bill is like, um, "I'm going to play the sad Hulk music." And fly away from here. Goodbye, y'alls. And uh, that's the end of the series. That's not the end of the series. Uh, well, it is because I won't be reading any more of this. <laughs> it has a to be continued. It's a five issue limited. But nope, it's one issue because I won't be reading any more. Okay. It's, it's I just, won't either. I, I don't know. I was really thinking, okay, this is going to be awesome, right? Uh, and yes, the fights are really interesting, but... Man, Beta Ray Bill just comes off as this mopey, whiny guy that yeah. doesn't feel heroic at all. And so I, I find it very hard to be sympathetic to this character. It's interesting because the last time I remember seeing Beta Ray Bill was, um, at least in any high profile role, was when he was in Asgard dating Sif the first time, like six or seven years ago. I didn't realize that he had, you know, had his hammer smashed and now he was all, I don't know. This feels like an attempt to get back to quote unquote, some roots because it returns him to scuttlebutt. It's, um, uh, apparently got part of a telling and probably we're going to see the rest of the retelling of the cybernetic enhancements that turned him into beta Ray bill. But I don't know that I needed any of that. And not only that, I enjoy aspects of the art, but I don't enjoy all of the art in this issue because there's real inconsistencies in the way Bill's body and specifically his skull seem to be shaped and work from well, page to page. One of the hardest things for artists to draw are horses. Right. And so that would make sense here. 
I'm not sure that that's why, though. And I'm really bothered by the fact that part of this issue has what feels like hand-drawn lettering. And I'm not entirely sure how to describe it other than it doesn't feel like your standard Marvel lettering. It feels like the kind of lettering that you get in an indie comic that somebody, you know, painted in with their brush. And there's nothing wrong with that. But even that isn't consistent throughout the issue. So you'll see points where it's like, okay, standard Marvel lettering, standard Marvel lettering. Then all of a sudden somebody's yelling in this weird handwritten font. And I'm trying to figure out, is this an intentional thing? Are they trying to show us that, you know, this character has a different voice? But no, we get to a point where Beta Ray Bill has that weird font. And I'm like, okay, what is this supposed to be? Is it, and it, what it really feels like is just inconsistent lettering is the way it breaks down. And I don't know, man, I, I don't think I'm coming back either. And I'm a huge Beta Ray Bill fan. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just was. Um, so don't get me wrong. I didn't hate this issue. I just mm -hmm. didn't like it a whole lot. And and the reason why I didn't like it a whole lot is because there's no buildup to what's going on. Unless I guess you've right. been reading King in Black to understand that, oh, uh, Fin Fang Foom has been tasked to go take down Asgard. Instead, we just start right in the middle of, oh, there's a battle going on, and there's a giant dragon monster that is trying to take Asgard down, and here's Beta Ray Bill. Oh, I don't have my Stormbreaker, and if everyone knows the size of your weapon determines your manhood, and because my manhood isn't intact, I guess I will run away. The end. And it's just like, I just don't... This is just yeah. not a heroic character. This is not a character that's doing heroic things. It would be different if he was able to actually do something in the battle and then still feel like there's part of me missing because I don't have Stormbreaker. Therefore, I'm going to go on an epic quest to go and get another uh, Stormbreaker right. forged. But that's not even what goes on in, in this issue. And the art, I guess, is fine. It does feel um, um, very kind of rough-edged. Yeah, maybe I, I would say rough-edged. It, it feels very uh, different than what maybe people are used to seeing, but I think in these cases, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with proportions or anything like that. It's not like someone goes from being a short character to a tall character to a broad chest character in the scope of three panels or pages. Um, right. So, you know, I think that it is a different kind of art style that may not fit with everyone. Um, but, you know, this is also being written drawn and inked by the same person. And there are two different letterers on this issue. So mm -hmm. you got Joe Sabino and, and Daniel Warren Johnson uh, doing the lettering. So yeah, there may be times when you're going into a flashback a sequence where he's remembering his time when he had a, a round cartoony smiley face head. And mm -hmm. uh, that may be done by one letterer. And then when you're in the modern time or the current time, I should say uh, that's when you get someone else. I think the problem that, irks me or disturbs me or bothers me most about this issue is number one it's part one of five so right. how about we do something that has nothing to do with anything going on in the rest of marvel continuity because at some point people are going to say i'm talking about in the future when this eventually maybe maybe gets collected into trade paperback Someone's going to read this and they're going to say, why is Fin Fang Foom doing this? And people are going to say, oh, so way back in the 2020s, there was an event <laughs> called uh, uh, Symbiote Universe or King in Black. And uh, to really understand what's going on here, you're going to go need to read uh, King in Black. 
and the person right. picking up this trade paperback and looking at it and, and standing around in the comic book store is just going to silently put this trade paperback on the shelf and walk out. Um, yeah. Because there's no reason. They're literally, you could have had any other monster. You could have had the Frost Giants attacking yep. Asgard, and you still would have had the exact same story. You could have had the exact same stuff plot out, but use the Frost Giants instead, and then you remove yourself completely from King and Black, which uh, I think is the thing that probably irks me the most, is the, the King and Black tie-in, because every other thing that Marvel has put out that is even tangentially related to King and Black is like Spider-Man, King and Black, or King and Black, Black Cat. And they also can't d- decide whether they want to call it King and Black, you know, uh, hero title, or hero title King and Black. That's the other thing that's somewhat annoying. Well, part of that comes from the whether the popularity of the character is such that they feel like it's better than the crossover. King in Black, Black Cat means that they have no faith in a Black Cat series. Yeah. Spider-Man, King in Black, Thor, King in Black. Obviously, they know what that is. But I feel like there there is a problem here. I've been reading another Marvel book called The Order. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. The Order mm-hmm. also ties into King in Black. But you're right. There's no reason for it to. There's no reason why other than to, you know, keep it temporal to what's going on, this is considered a King in Black crossover. And I think it really is a situation where these books got green-lighted partly because, hey, we can spin it out of this big crossover and the people who are completists will buy it. I think the opposite is true. I think the project was greenlit, and then they're like, oh, by the way, force this into King in Black so we can get the completists to jump on board with this. Uh, I don't think it was, hey, if you make this King in Black, we'll green light it. I think it was the little other way around. But regardless, nothing on the cover says King in Black. Yep. And so that also makes it very suspect, like it was a forced thing. I really think you could have done this with Frost Giants or some yep. other monster uh, coming in and attacking and still had, had had the same thing. You would have had to have Thor come in and save the the day at the last minute, and then Beta Ray Bill going, man, you're always doing this to me. I guess I'll go make out with my hot girlfriend who doesn't want to make out with me now because I've got a horse face. And then Sif Sif is like, "Uh, how long will you be gone? And and he's like, oh, three issues. I was really bothered by the way this... uh, I don't know, these body issues just suddenly showed up, and I get it, you know. His hammer was destroyed, blah, blah, blah. Beta Ray Bill has always looked like this. He's never been a character who has a lot of problem looking like this. And more importantly, I don't think he's... I've seen him transform back into his standard Corbomite form in literally decades. I mean... He was a member of Omega Flight, never transformed back. He was running around in all of these other books, never transformed back. Are, are so you I sure don't not in the, like... other, in the other books he hadn't transformed back? Because he makes a reference to, you know, uh, where she's like, oh, well, you did transform back. And he's like, yeah, that's when I had Stormbreaker. And then Thor destroyed yep. my Stormbreaker. That uh, was in a recent run of Thor. Yeah. Which I haven't been reading because Donnie Cates is not my favorite. But... I mean, he was the stories in Journey into Mystery that set up the relationship between Sif and Beta Ray Bill. Mm-hmm. I don't recall Beta Ray Bill ever turning human again, and I don't recall there being a huge issue to where he was creeped out by, you know, being this person. And more importantly, I don't remember there being any issue with Sif, who is a goddess from a weird world, 
where, you know, people sleep with frost giants and, you know, her boyfriend is half uh, godling thing. I don't know. I think he's half Phoenix now. Oh, uh, has he actually. got the Phoenix Force energy in him? No, apparently Odin lied. Uh, Gaia was never his mother. The Phoenix is literally Thor's mother and <laughs> always has been, <laughs> according right. to recent retcons. Because, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the Avengers of 1 million BC featured a young Odin and uh, a caveman girl with the Phoenix Force, and they apparently had a baby, and that baby was Thor a million I, years ago. I, I see. Yeah, uh, that story actually is better than it sounds, but... I, I like what the great NATO asks. He says, was this a good comic? And to which I reply, nay. <laughs> good one, the great NATO. Hey, you can join the great NATO and all the rest of the cool people. <laughs> Don't encourage out, him, Nate. Hanging out in the Major Spoilers Discord. Uh, you can join us when we record the show live on Thursday nights, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. All you got to do to access the secret channels is connect your Patreon account to the Discord server, and then you get in. That's as, that's all it is. It's so much. It's so easy. And we have a bunch of really cool people hanging out with us uh, this week. So thank you for that. Um, yeah, I don't want to beat a dead horse on this. Uh, I just didn't like this issue at all. And it's a shame because I was like, oh, this should be kind of interesting. And I just didn't. And it, hmm, I, I wonder... I don't know anything about this, uh, about the author. I don't, I don't know anything about uh, Daniel Warren Johnson. But, you know, you know, in, in the terms of uh, male masculinity, someone who's not masculine is called a what? No. Well, I, that's what I'm wondering. No, I, I don't know. If, along. No, that's but that's what I'm that's a genuine question is. The, is the he, current the current uh, pejorative term is beta male. Yeah. And so that's what I'm wondering if he's trying to. Play up on, yeah, because play of the way that, that because of the name. Yeah, because it, it really is. Yeah, it just doesn't. I mean, it just feels that way for some reason. Um, honestly, since the uh, the letters page is, in fact, entitled beta male, I'm not going to argue with you on that. Oh, in is fact, that I didn't I guess I didn't pay attention to that section. Yep, I got to the and, end and I was like, thank God this is over. I, I, I am going to support you. Usually I wouldn't tinfoil hat go with you on them, but I mean, it was just a genuine question there because I mean, he is basically emasculated by Thor in this issue. And so, you know, all the jock bros out in the world would be like, Oh, what's wrong, Bill? You're just a beta male. And then uh, he would go off and say, well, I'll get Stormhammer and I'll come back and show you. And man, now that now that you mentioned that with the letters page, I wonder. That's also if it's not intended. If someone listening to this is from Marvel, or if the uh, creator is listening to this and wants to uh, say that we're wrong, please do. But yeah. if so, then I would highly recommend you change that letters page. <laughs> Uh, the only thing that I know Daniel Warren Johnson from is a book called Space Mullet. Um. So I feel like this is a book that so many times recently, you know, in recent years, I guess I should say comics kind of have a thing where they're like, we're going to do this killer moment in the book. And the killer moment in this book is Fin Fang Foom covered by a symbiote. That's the moment, you know, we, we see this all the time, you know, Sentry rips carnage in half. That's a big moment of the book or Dazzler hooks up with Banshee and together they are this unstoppable sound and light machine. You know, those are the moments that you see in comics and then people kind of get stuck on those things. And 
this is a story where the big action sequence is the giant, you know, frog monster from space that Jack Kirby created a hundred years ago is now also a Venom. Yeah. And I can see where that's something that might, you know, that might, that might move some story, but we get to a point where our main character isn't any fun. And I agree mm-hmm. with you there. There doesn't seem to be any reason to, to, you know, empathize with him. There's no reason to think this. It, it doesn't feel like this is actually a moment where beta Ray bill is having problems. It feels like beta Ray bill is, you know, projecting blame on anyone and anything and coming down on Thor, you know, Thor is one of the major Marvel universe characters. Yeah. Especially right and now when he's, you know, super yeah. big in the movies and everything. Exactly. And you can't always get away with that level of there's, there's a rule in wrestling and the rule in wrestling is you don't call out the rock and it's not a respect thing because he doesn't wrestle anymore. Right. Well, it's also a thing where you, you basically have to earn the level to where you can even think to call out the rock. And as much as I love beta Ray bill, the way beta Ray bill has been positioned in the Marvel universe for the last decade does not put him in a position where if he calls out Thor, even if the story tries to make it feel justified, I'm going to side with him. And I love beta Ray bill. Beta Ray Bill is my guy. He's one of my dudes. If you say to me, here's your Avengers team, who are you going to put on it? It's going to be Beta Ray Bill as my Thor figure. And then I work it from there. So there's a lot of stuff in here that just didn't really come together for me. I, I agree with you. I won't be back for last issue or for next issue. Well, I, I might mean, be willing we really to, shouldn't to look say at the whole that. thing collected. We really probably shouldn't say that because right. we could have gotten our listeners so riled up. That, that when Beta Ray you. Bill number two arrives, that they will vote for that en masse, and we will have to review that. Tell, tell All right, so, so caveat. I know how we, this we works. We don't willingly want to come back, but... Yes, so tell everyone how this works, because people are like, wait, we can make you read Beta Ray Bill number two? Where do I sign up for this action? You sign up at our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You can look every single week. And I think the list is up right now for next it week. Is. And I'm going to say it's February the pivotal blobble. What is it going to be? April, April the, the 6th. 7th. April the 7th. Okay. So you go and you look for a post that says dueling review for April the 7th. Or if you're a future person, look for something appropriate to the month and year that you're in. Yeah. Don't and wait. And you till will the find last... a list of comics. Yeah. Don't wait till the last minute on this because a voting does close like Sunday morning. And so you've yep. only got a few days to get your, you know, let your vote be heard. And so a lot of people have been missing out. Although I will say on this last um, vote, we did have almost 30 people vote in the poll. We got like 27 or something like that. And we're ideally looking for 30 each week so that we get a good sampling. We get a good sampling of everybody. Um, uh, Oh, by the way, the great NATO says, hey, getting you guys to read Beta Ray Bill number two sounds like a great idea. (laughs) Go straight to the source. Yes. All right. Uh, coming out next week from Boom Studios is Buffy the Vampire Slayer number 24, The Last Witch number 4, Magic Magic Pack number 1. I don't know what that is. Oh, it is I think a, it's, a it's the it's the Magic the Gathering. Yeah, it's the Magic the Gathering number 1 issue comes out next week, but I guess you can get a whole bunch of stuff uh, collected together called the Magic Magic Pack, but Magic the Gathering number 1 comes out next week. Uh, don't vote for that one cuz I'm sure Rodrigo is just dying to review that on the Major Spoilers podcast. <laughs> and we're not. Yeah, so go ahead and 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 don't vote for that one and let him do that uh, on the Major Spoilers podcast. 
Uh, coming out from Dark Horse Comics next week is Dead Dog Bite. Uh, Dead Dogs Bite, number two of four. Fear Case, number three. And Overwatch Tracer, London Calling, number five. The final issue there. Dynamite Entertainment has uh, Sonya Versal, number three. Vampirilla Dark Powers, number four. And Vengeance of Vampirilla, number 14. Also, James Bond, Agent of Spectre, number two, comes out next week. IDW Publishing has Transformers 84 Legends and Rumors, 100-page giant for $7.99. Also, uh, let's see, they have, oh, Star Wars High Republic Adventures, number three. Image Comics next week has Commanders in Crisis, number seven. Deep Beyond, number three. Geiger, number one. Inkblot, number seven. And Silver Coin, number one. Also, Savage Dragon, 258. Marvel Comics next week has Amazing Spider-Man number 63, Avengers number 44, Avengers Mech Strike number 3. That's where they all turn into Transformers. Uh, yes. King in Black number 5, the final issue there, but I guarantee you this is not the end of King in Black. Oh, um, Venom number 34 and the Warhammer 40K, uh, Marnius Calgar gets a collected trade paperback for those of you that have been <laughs> waiting for that. Uh, in all the rest category, we have Astronaut Acad Academy graphic novels 1 through 3. Arrive, uh, Blade Runner 2029, number four, The Sumerian Iron Shadows in Moon, number one. Uh, it's probably in the moon, but whatever. Uh, Engine Ward, number nine, Hollow Heart, number two. Uh, let's see, Magica, number two, Planet Comics Sketchbook, one shot. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, stuff for that, so you can go get that. I have no idea what it is. Oh, Rick and Morty, Worlds Apart, number three, Shadow Children, number two, Tales of Terror Quarterly. And The Rise, number one. Now, we haven't forgotten about DC Comics. And quite honestly, we'll probably be pointing in the in near future to uh, Comixology for both the DC and Marvel listing. Because Marvel did announce last week that they were parting ways with uh, Diamond as their distributor and are moving over to uh, Penguin Random House. So that will change how comics are distributed in the near future. Uh, but next week, coming from uh, DC Comics, we have Batman number 107. That's a $4.99 book, which is a surprise. I bet that price changes before Tuesday because I've heard that all the Bat titles are getting a, a $5.99 boost. Uh, let's see. Batman Adventures trade paperback in $9.49 uh, is the cover price. Let's see. Challenge of the Super Sons number 11. That's a digital first. Uh, Dear DC Supervillains is a new kids a book that is out, also nine forty nine. There, Far Sector number eleven, Joker and Harley. Uh, what is that uh, criminal? Uh, I forget what the name of that uh, new series is. Number eight comes out for that. We also have Man Bat number three, Wonder Woman number fourteen as a uh, the sensational Wonder Woman as a digital first, and Suicide Squad number two three ninety nine. Again, you can find the complete. Links, uh, the links to the complete list over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. Thank you so much, everybody, for checking us out this week. And listen, if you have been sitting on the fence and you have been wondering if the grass really is greener on the Patreon side of the world where you have access <laughs> to all sorts of other cool things, the answer, of course, is yes. But if you've been waiting for a moment to jump on board, now might be that time because we have just uh, un announced, unrailed, made active the yearly subscriptions. So now instead of paying a month to month subscription to your uh, favorite Patreon peoples, you can now do it yearly. And during the month of April and the month of April only. So at the end of April, this deal will go away. If you sign up for a yearly 
uh, subscription, if you sign up for the annual membership, you will get 16% off. And I ran some numbers, and it turns out that 16% discount means that you get two months free. So you'll get two months of bonus content, two months of flashback, two months of critical hit a week early, two months two months of all the other things, depending on what level that you sign up for, and not having to pay any more. But that deal only goes on in the month of April. So if you have been waiting to sign up and become a patron at patreon.com slash major spoilers, now is the time to do it. And then you can go and vote next week. And then we'll be back and you'll get to hear Matthew say Hello, Wilbur. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.